Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, tonight, we, uh, it's about episode uh, three of the eighth season, entitled Heartache. Um, we uh, do have a special guest this evening, which we will get to in just a moment. Uh, first of all, thank you to everybody who's listening, uh, whether live or downloading later. Um, we are at blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. You can find our podcast there to listen to. You can uh, subscribe and download us through iTunes, you can go to our website, winchesterbros.com, and click on the link for Winchester Radio, link, not link, um, and it will take you right to Blog Talk Radio's page uh, for us. Old podcasts are at uh, win- blogtalkradio.com, Winchester Radio, and you can always go to our Facebook and Twitter pages, Winchester Bros, for both of those, for not just podcast information, but uh all the uh, up-to-date supernatural news uh, and uh, that has just going on uh, tonight. We're very excited to welcome uh, to her first podcast. Uh, we uh, we thank to uh, Leanne Balaban who plays Amelia, and uh, um, she was in this episode and the first episode. And of course, this episode. Um, was directed by Jensen Ackles, so we can uh, be able to ask questions about that as well. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we're so we're very super excited about having you on because your character is like pretty huge with you know with having such a backstory with Sam. Um, can you tell us how you were cast for the role? Sure. Um, I just made an audition tape, actually, by myself. I didn't even go into a uh, casting office because I was on, um, I was on holiday, actually, ironically, not far from where the series is shot. So we shoot in Vancouver, and I was on holiday on one of the Gulf Islands on Maine. Uh, I made a tape there and sent it in by Internet. And sort of forgot about it, and then got an email from my agent that they have all really liked it. So, so that was it. Um, had you watched Supernatural before you got the role, or I actually came to the series pretty fresh. Um, I remember shooting an indie movie last summer in Florida, and we were all waiting around to shoot in the house where we were shooting, and the TV was on, and Supernatural came on. And I think it was the first time that I saw it, and all the girls in the crew <laughs> were, like, totally <laughs> absorbed in the show. <laughs> oh, where is Florida? Because I live in Florida. Um, I was near Fort Lauderdale. Oh. It's a I'm, movie called uh, Finding Joy. Actually, and if you want, you can go to findingjoythemovie.com and see a trailer for it. Oh, cool. Very cool. I live near West Palm Beach, so I'm not too far from there. Cool. There's a little beeping on my line. Do you guys hear that? No. Um, No. Okay, good. Okay, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm hounding the questions. Do you all want to ask a question? (laughs) I will say that I did realize um, how major an event a girlfriend was in Sam's life because uh, 
on Twitter, I was told by all the fans <laughs> to watch out for my life because ladies don't usually last long. So yeah. I felt very, uh, very special that I was going to last more than an episode with yes. Anne Winchester. <laughs> They're not wrong. People who aren't the Winchesters all have a very short shelf life, but especially girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Especially girlfriends of Sam. <laughs> That was actually one of my questions I was going to ask was, do you know the history of Sam's past girlfriend? <laughs> well, thanks to Twitter, I've been warned. I've been warned that things don't end well from them. But I don't know the specifics. You know, it's like, do you really want to know about your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? No. <laughs> right. No, right? you You'd don't. Rather not. You'd rather think kidding. you're the only one he's ever loved. This is true. Very true. Um, what was you know the first episode that you filmed um, for this season, um, the episode that aired um, this week, was actually the first episode back for season eight and the hundred and fiftieth episode. Was there? How was it coming to the show for the first season to be filmed for this for the season, and you know it being the one hundred and fiftieth episode? That's a really good question. Uh, I actually didn't know that it was the hundred and fiftieth episode uh, when I came on. I was. Uh, it was my very first episode being cast as Sam's love interest. And uh, joining a series that's been on the air for so long is kind of like uh, being the new kid in school and going to a new class and meeting all the students and hoping that you'll fit in somewhere and everyone will be nice. And I have to say that it, it was so warm and welcoming, everyone on crew. Um, and Jared and Jensen also. And I was like, I didn't even realize I guess I was just so overwhelmed about it being my first day and my first episode that uh, I didn't connect the dots, but Jensen was also my director. Um, I just <laughs> thought Jensen was he was being very assertive on set, and I thought, oh, okay, he really likes the call. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's my director. Oh, whoa, okay. Wake up, man. Um, so that was, that was funny. And then we also had um, a dog working with us, a wonderful riot. Uh, and it was really hilarious filming the um, the birthday cake scene where we're all on the picnic blanket because Riot is very, very obedient, a wonderful stage dog, goes to his mark, no problem, loves, seems to really love being on set, loves acting, but he is very food-focused. So Uh-oh. <laughs> it was real strain for him lying still, and ignoring the giant birthday cake that was a few feet from <laughs> his head. Oh. It was actually very funny, because after our first take, uh, Jensen yelled, cut! And for some reason, I guess Riley thought that was his time to jump for the cake, so he lunged forward and tried to plunge his face <laughs> into the birthday cake. <laughs> and Riot's trainer from beside the camera just kept saying, leave it, leave it, leave it. And Riot <laughs> is such a good actor, such a good actor that he... He stopped himself from eating the cake so that there was only like a one millimeter nose print on his face in the icing. Aww. We were able to continue using the same cake, but it was so, it was so funny. That's, that's so sweet. And especially, you know, he heard him say cut. He's like, well, we're done, so we can eat yeah. the cake now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I did my Aww. job. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's really like actors. Actors are like, okay, um, when's lunch? That's all we want to know. 
so welcomed by all the Supernatural fans on Twitter and so supportive. The tweets of the first few episodes have been so encouraging and supportive, and it's been so nice to see um, that the audience is connecting with Amelia. Um, I think everybody really cares about Sam, and they want him to have a bit of a normal life. I think that they're rooting for us, which is really sweet. Um, But, yeah, I've had a great time with uh, Jared and with the whole crew. As I said, it's like the nicest. I mean, they've been together eight years. They're really like a a family, and they work so efficiently, and everyone is always in a good mood. I wish I had something, some more juicy gossip, but, like, everyone is so amazing and cool and nice. (laughs) Um, But they do do, like, little pranks on set, which are really cute. Like, when I was doing the the first episode – in the veterinary clinic when I was operating on the da- on the dog, the, <laughs> the camera department, to play a joke on the director of that ep- episode, Bob Singer, they gave me a fake bloody doggy bone to pull out of the dog while I was doing the operation as a gag take, which, uh, which I did, and then I instantly realized, okay, this is a set where we always have fun, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that will be on a gag reel when they do a gag reel mm-hmm. this season. That would have be there, fun. Uh, have, have there been in the two episodes that they've shown so far that you're in? Was have you? Did you film any scenes maybe that were cut from the episodes? Or um, I don't think so. I don't think I think it's all in there so far. That means they like you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting you're getting just a trickle like of Amelia. You know, you're I think that mm-hmm. you're gonna be seeing maybe more. I don't know. Did I say that? I don't know. But you're getting like a little taste, little tease of Amelia right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do get the we do get the feeling in the first episode she shows up in, which is um we talk about Kevin, which is eight oh one, but she's got a good amount of sass to her. <laughs> she's definitely not someone to be walked all over. No, no, she um gives as good as she gets, I guess is the expression. Um yeah. Yeah. She's uh she's a bit of she's got a bit of a tough exterior, I think, at first. I think she's guarded as a person. And I think Sam's guarded as a person also and that we connect because we've both had a difficult past. Hmm, interesting. Um, Bardic Voice um, with, was at, has tweeted a lot of good questions. Uh, one of those is, do you know what is Riot's real name? And do you know his oh, history oh. as an actor? That is a really good question. Um, Riot's real name is Riot. And yeah. I don't know Riot's filmography, but I know he works a lot, and he does dog shows. Um, he was shooting a commercial in between episodes, so I'm not sure what it was. I think it was for a car. He was shooting a car commercial. Uh, mm. I don't know what it was. Um, but he's definitely experienced. Like, it's really cool to watch him do tricks and stuff. Like, his trainer will, there's little doggy marks. They're like little bean bags. And she'll toss one on the ground, and immediately, without thinking, Riot will go to his mark and just stand there and await instruction. Mm. 
he's an Australian shepherd, I believe. That's what he looks like to me. Oh. Very smart. I think he's a mix of is he a mix of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we might have Australian shepherd in there. Did did you have to like spend you know extra time with him before the episodes aired to like get to build kind of a relationship with him so he would know you and everything? Um, not really. Actually, he's such as I said, he's such a a pro acting dog. He's pretty comfortable with everybody. Uh, he just gets right in there and does his job. He knows where to go, how to stay there, where to look. Like he is, he doesn't really need a lot of warming up. Uh, he's really seems very very comfortable on set. It's so funny because he's a dog, but I he, I'm, he's like an acting partner. We talk about him like he's a real actor, which <laughs> <laughs> which he sort of is. Now I have a question. I don't know if you can answer it or not, but um, in the season in the season premiere, the um, we we need to talk about Kevin. When Sam left the house and Amelia was in the bed, she was awake and saw him leave. Um, you know, without giving spoilers, but can you tell us maybe how it was written in the script or how you were directed? Um, were you under the impression that Sam sneaking off in the night was something Amelia was used to? Um, I was under the impression. I actually didn't know at the time why he was leaving, but I, as an actor, my intuition from reading the script was that it was a goodbye, that it was a kind of goodbye, a final goodbye. But as everyone knows, I don't think there's really such a thing as a final goodbye on Supernatural. <laughs> you, you have unless, unless they burn your bones, right? Unless your bones are burnt. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody ever really dies. No. This is true. <laughs> Very intriguing. <laughs> it was kind of a strange goodbye, sort of in the middle of the night. <laughs> not exactly a secret, but not yeah. very and, open. And Sam, does, Sam does say in the episode that there was a girl, but there isn't a girl anymore. So, you know, insinuating that you two were not together anymore, but it's like he didn't actually say bye to you or anything in that scene, you know, so it was confusing. Yeah, yep. Got to just keep watching to figure out <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Did you Very good. actress build um build a story for Amelia uh, before you found out what was going on with her? Did you oh did you were you already prepared for her background? Did they, Can you repeat did the they question? Give you a, like for her background, did they tell you her background initially or did you create a background for her like as an actress? They didn't really tell me much about Amelia, just what was released in uh, the press release, which is that she was a troubled soul. Um, and then when I was shooting my second episode, Bob mentioned some of the things that happened to her or that were going to happen in passing, uh, which I can't tell you what they are. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really know much about her, um, but... In my audition tape, I was just very much myself, so I didn't feel that I needed to create uh, a character that was really far away from who I am. I just, it just felt like they wanted me. Now, since Jensen was 
directing the first episode, was it he that cast you? Was it he that chose you? Or was it, you know, more, you know, like the casting department? That's a good question. It was the casting, I think the casting director probably liked my tape and showed it to the producers and the network. And then the network always has to approve on any casting decisions. So I think producers and network made the final decision, but hopefully hopefully Jensen liked I actually don't know if they if they watch audition tapes or if they um are, are what their input is on casting. I have no idea. Now you you mentioned um Jensen talking to you about how Sam and Dean usually, you know, spent their birthdays and everything. Um, can you give us more about Jensen's style as a director? And maybe any um, other cues maybe he gave you for your performance. And by the way, this great question is from Bardic Voice on Twitter. Thank you for that question. Um, more about Jensen's directing style. Uh, he's just very, um, he's a good communicator. He's an actor, so he knows how to talk to actors. Um, and I think he told me to be more inviting. I think to just be really. Um, warm and welcoming to Sam on the picnic blanket because of Sam's apprehension. So again, playing that dynamic of of being um, inviting to someone who isn't used to to being celebrated and honored to what most of, to what most of us would consider to be a normal thing. It's really sad when you think about it, isn't it? That they missed it out really on so is. many so many of life's Very. normal moments. But, I mean, that's here. That's what heroes are, right? They sacrifice everything we take for granted to protect people. It really was a, a heartbreaking moment, even when the when it flashed back to him in the present day in the car thinking of it, you know, Sam's eyes were watering up as he was thinking of it. So, yeah, it was a really bittersweet moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I consider my character to be... In, on some level, a symbol of what the brothers have to give up in order to do what they do, because it gives—I mean, it gives all their sacrifice meaning when you see what what they don't have in their life, what they could have in their life, and the difficult choices that they have to make. Mhm. That's a very good point. I, yeah, I like that. Mhm. Yes. Um, when you um, sent in your audition tape and. You had gotten the script. Were you aware that Amelia was more than one episode, a character that was going to be in more than one episode? Yeah, I had an idea that she w- would be, but nothing was confirmed or certain. It was like a probably. Oh. I think it was probably more than one oh. episode. Hmm. Okay. The um, location um, where the birthday picnic was happening was a beautiful location. Was that a public park or, you know, can you tell us the location? Uh, yeah, I think it was a public park and it was near the studio in Burnaby, B.C. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Again, it was my first day and I was like so flustered and I didn't even realize Jensen was my director. <laughs> so, I can't remember the name of the park. I was just like, oh, here I am, new series, dog, birthday cake, boyfriend, uh, um, so I don't remember where it was. I'm sorry, but Vancouver is full of absolutely beautiful parks. Uh, do fans ever make uh, 
pilgrimages to Vancouver to just be where the show is shot? Yeah, and um, every year there's a convention in Vancouver, and most people is most people will go. The convention is for the weekend, but most people will go for at least a week just to kind of check out the area. That is so cool. The dedication of fans of Supernatural is amazing to me. And around the world, too. It is so, mm-hmm. so incredible. It's just amazing mm-hmm. to connect with people in Brazil and Germany who just love the show so much. I have to say, it's just such an honor to join a series that is so beloved around the world. It's it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're called the Supernatural Family. It's come, it's come to that point because we are so <laughs> strong and supportive and and everything. So, yeah. Look how amazing cool. it is that your podcast, your podcast came from the enthusiasm over the show and the three of you connected because right. you all love exactly. Supernatural so much and like mm-hmm. made this amazing creative endeavor mm-hmm. which all the fans and makers of the show mm-hmm. totally appreciate. And and we do it and we talk about it all the time how much we appreciate everybody on the show and we appreciate everybody coming on the podcast to to talk about it because, you know, everybody works so hard, such long days and hours, and I guess it's a little bit hard not knowing the reaction you have out there and because, you know, by the time an episode airs, you're, you're like maybe six episodes down the line, and it's not like live theater when you know right away if somebody likes it or not. So we, we enjoy doing the podcast so they have a chance to know what's going on and how much they are appreciated and everything. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, it's kind of like production. You spend so many hours devoting your life to shooting and being on set. It's really all-encompassing. It's kind of like demon hunting. Like you really have to be focused and give up a lot of your time to make something, do something, hopefully good for other Mm -hmm. people. I like, that's a great. I like that comparing it to demon hunting. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like that analogy. Um, since you yeah, it's like demon hunting with less salt. <laughs> you come to see how strong the fan base is. How interested are you in doing conventions in the fan base? How interested am I in doing? You know, I've never done a convention, so I'm very curious to attend one. There's pretty much one every month with this fan base, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And wow. uh, there's many in America and one in Vancouver, but there are also some in, uh, there's been in um, Rio and Rome and England and Germany, so Australia. So Incredible. Well, I'm very interested to be invited to one of these conventions if someone wants to invite me. <laughs> Well, um, we you know what? Uh, fans often tweet creation. Creation Entertainment handles a lot of conventions uh, in America and others, and definitely fans tweet and say you definitely need to invite, you know, Leanne or or whoever, and it, it works. So we, okay, we, great. More, we very often get our way. So <laughs> yes, wow. Okay, so let's get me to one of these conventions. Supernatural. So, okay, let's do it. Let's tweet it. 
Yeah. Everybody listen. And hopefully by then we'll be able to talk about more than two episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. So everybody listening, tweet creation. Let them know Leanne wants to come to a convention. Yes, right now. <laughs> and the, the conventions, it tends to be for the for the attendees. It's a, it's a boys' party, so we'd like to have a female voice on stage. Mm-hmm. We don't get too much of that. Oh, good. So it's, Good. Be good. Because I bet there's you. a lot of women who are there, right? It's mostly women. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. women who go. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. yeah, we need yeah. some girls represented up there mm-hmm. on the stage. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. The few women, they kick ass, so boy. <laughs> few we have are great, so don't think you're going to fit right in. <laughs> it would be really fun to put a face to some of the, the Twitter names, I have to say. It's always cool it, when you connect in person. I mean, Twitter's really wonderful, but it, it also is so so much more meaningful to be face-to-face with somebody who really meets someone in real life. Mm-hmm. It's good for fellow fans, too. Yeah, it's, it's that way with us, too, because it's like we'll be talking, you know, with someone on the Internet forever, and then you finally get to meet them in person at one of the conventions, and it's, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Get me over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever the next one is. Um, the, the is there a particular actually... city you would like to go to? We, we stopped. Uh, oh, yeah. Could, um, Chicago, I, Angeles, you know what? Vegas. I should say Rome. I'm pretty interested in Rome. So, <laughs> okay. supernatural Rome. Let's make it happen. Okay. I think that's the Jeff and Bello folks. And I don't blame right. you. I adore Rome. But you must go. <laughs> <laughs> They're also creations huh. in Vegas next March, so. Oh. That must be that must be a, a, an extravaganza. Okay, well, that's the first one they're going to do in March, so I, I think you should be there for it. And cool. And two of us, two of us will be there, so we would get to meet you. So that would be awesome. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. All right. Get me to Vegas in March. Let's work on that now. If anybody listening, you heard that? Go bug creation yep. and Jason Bello. Get get <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> Leanne needs to go to a convention. <laughs> Um, Bionic Voice sent an, uh, has another great question. Um, there's there's a really good um, comparison between um, Sam and Amelia with Dean and Lisa. I don't know if you've heard of the Dean and Lisa storyline. Um, have you heard about that? Did you see any of the episodes? I've heard about it, but I'm not really familiar. Well, we can ex- we can tell her about it. Let's explain to her Dean and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the name. I've I've heard the name in some tweets. It yeah, runs um, it runs very parallel to your storyline with Sam when Sam was sent to hell at the end of season six. Oh no, season five, sorry. Season five. Um, Dean went off and got a girlfriend and a wife and left the business as well. For a year. So they're they're very, very for a year as well. So they're very really? parallel they're very parallel storylines. Which mm-hmm. um Jared has mentioned he finds interesting that they're so similar. Yeah. Um 
well, then Dean should be really sympathetic to Sam mm. and Amelia's cause. Oh, I like the that only, answer. The, um, only dif- um, the only difference that there can be that you know between them is Dean did at the beginning try to look for Sam, even though Sam had told him not to look for him. And so you know then and you know as we've heard from Sam, he's saying that he didn't look for Dean. So that's really basically the only differences. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that Sam stepped farther away from all the hunting trappings like, you know, salting the doors and and keeping the shotgun under the bed. That's what Dean did, even though he was supposedly out of the life and and had a regular job. He still did those very hunting-related things. I mean, we we haven't seen, had a chance to really see yet about Sam, but the way he's been talking, it seems like he really did get, Mostly, far more than Dean did, got out of the hunt. Okay, let me ask so. you how far how far did Dean and Lisa go in their relationship? Like, how much did it progress? They lived together. Um, she had a son that he was kind of, you know, like a father figure to. That father, yeah. Um, they, you know, they they seemed like they bought a house. He was working construction, doing the regular family father job, basically. And how did they end up breaking up? He turned into a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) And attacked her son a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, he turned into a vampire, was a little rough with her son, (laughs) like that. Um, But she didn't know he was a vampire at the time. (laughs) And and like like any good mother, she drew a line. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then later on, she got possessed, and, and when they got it out yes. of her, uh, Dean had the a, a, angel Castiel wipe her memory, so she didn't remember him at all, and neither did her son. So it's the usual way people break up. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, that's happened to all of us. Right. <laughs> who who hasn't that happened to? I mean, come on. <laughs> Seriously. I know. Um, well, I can't really say how uh, Amelia and Sam compare to Dean and Lisa. You're just gonna have to just gonna have to watch and see uh, see what happens to us. Ooh, I'm so everybody is dying for this. <laughs> I, I know. Like, hmm. <laughs> so we just have them all like right now. <laughs> I have friends who do that. They, like, hate waiting in between episodes, so they actually watch series a season behind so they can watch them all on Netflix, like, one after the other, and do marathons. Mm-hmm. My best friend does that. She will not watch anything in real time. She waits till the box set comes out, will buy the DVD box set, and marathon the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like, for Supernatural, right now she's watching season seven while everybody else is watching season eight. Huh. There you go. I did that in high school. I had a Twin Peaks watching club and we <gasps> get together a few days and we can watch yes. from beginning to end. Yes. We oh, love good people. Peaks. You do? Oh, cool. Yes. Absolutely. One of my favorite shows of all time is Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, great. Yes. I was. I remember I was always so scared at the end of the night and I'd have to go uh-huh. home by myself. I was always so <laughs> terrified after watching an episode of Twin Peaks and I could never fall asleep because I always thought that I couldn't stop thinking about Bob crouched at the yes. bottom of my bed. Yes. <laughs> There's never been a character scarier than Bob, in my opinion, on anything. He is the no. scariest ever. 
And one of the things I really enjoy about Supernatural is that it's such a nice mix of silly and fun and action and scary and serious. You know, it's like very mm-hmm. good humored. Yeah, that I think that's yeah one of the like I was I was actually talking to my son about that a few weeks ago where he was watching an episode with me, and there was you know the funny things, the heartbreaking things, the scary things, and I was telling him you know just supernatural just has it all in it. It you know there's no no show better because it has everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's a really good point about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you watched any other episodes or seasons just to get a little bit of... I downloaded... Um, which season was it? I think I downloaded... I downloaded seven, and I watched a little bit of it, but but don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can watch um, the beginning, the first few episodes of season six, and you can see the Dean Lisa storyline. Okay. That's a good suggestion. I just don't want to know about any of Sam's ex-girlfriends. Okay, then don't watch season one because that don't was basically season one. <laughs> season one was when with Jessica. Um, he's had a few one night stands. Don't watch season four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Has Sam had a has Sam had a long term girlfriend? Has he had like a more serious relationship? Yes, actually. When you first really? when the show first starts, he's in the middle of like a four year relationship. Really? Okay, well that was like eight years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, he's had good. I still I still feel special. And again, well, you know, and that was puppy died. love. That was puppy love. And mm-hmm. she died in the first episode, so yeah, horribly. <laughs> Oh, um, so you did have a girlfriend for about two years. Of- she had um, issues, shall we say, though. I don't know how much <laughs> you want to be spoiled, but <laughs> they were Season were four, yeah, season four was really kind of the only long-term relationship he's had on the show, but that wasn't, that was, it wasn't exactly functional, so right. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to know, okay. you know, we we can tell you more about it if you want to know. Yeah. Well, what happened? It, yeah, this sounds really interesting. <laughs> Ruby, uh, Ruby was a demon, and uh, played by his now wife Genevieve Padalecki. Um, that's how they met, and oh. she. She got him. Uh, Ruby got him addicted to demon blood, so he would it would bring out his powers, and he would use them to kill the main demon at the end, which brought Lucifer up out of hell. Oh, oh, geez. and Dean killed her. That didn't end so well. Dean killed, killed her. Ruby. Dean killed Ruby Whoa. while Sam held mm-hmm. her. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Kind of heavy. Yeah. He's got, he's got again, the way people usually break up. <laughs> yeah, again. And split. But, yeah, she was scamming him, trying to make him think that she, he was doing the right thing. And that, you know, well, he was, he was drinking the demon was, blood to make you strong enough to kill, and keep, to kill Lilith to keep Lucifer in hell when really she was just trying to get him to bring Lucifer out of hell. 
Did he know she was a demon? Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she didn't but know she was. he was born was with demon blood, blood right? No. He was he, fed demon he blood was, as a baby. When he was, yeah, when he was six months old. Right, as a baby. Got it. Okay, got it. It's, it's very 100%. much a soap opera. Watch it. <laughs> and now I'm 100% on his backstory. <laughs> See, not only are we fun to talk to, we're very educational. I know. I feel like I'm gossiping with a bunch of um, my boyfriend's friends about what he used to be like. <laughs> we'll give you, give you all this. I'm like, really? Oh my god, really? No, no, that's not really. Yeah, and then there was the whole time he was soulless for about a dozen yeah. episodes, and had a few one night stands during then. Um. Oh. Can't forget about Madison the werewolf in season two. Oh right, yeah. that was the yeah, there was the werewolf. What happened there? Oh, he shot her. He shot her. <laughs> <laughs> he sh- as if he shot a werewolf. Well, she was a girl. Well, she was, she was a girl. And infected with infected with werewolf blood or whatever, and she was turning into a werewolf, and she didn't know it, and was killing people. And so Sam and Dean tried to cure her, but as, as everyone knows, you can't cure a werewolf. As a vet, I can understand, you know, having to put down and an It was a humane thing to do. Incurably rabid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, Forgive him. She begged yeah. Sam. She, to, she, begged, she begged him to kill her, and he killed her. He shot mm-hmm. her with a silver bullet. <laughs> like you do. Like yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> like you do when you break. But come on, we all know he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We all know that. We all feel that. And it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes at the end there when he. I mean, you got to watch it. Season two. It's the name of the episode is Heart. And when um, they start playing Silent Lucidity by Queen Drake at the end, and um, Dean goes, he was, he's going to take the gun from Sam and shoot her for him. So Sam doesn't have to have the heartbreak of killing his girlfriend, but you know Sam goes to him and says, "No, I have to do it." She asked me, and he's full on bawling, crying, and yeah, it's just heartbreaking scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, what do you know? What episode number it is? I'm totally gonna watch this. Uh, we can it's called find Heart. out real quick. Episode the name of it is Heart. Is... Yeah. Totally found it. I totally found it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. That's such a good tip. <laughs> and while you're in that season, you should watch Born Under a Bad Sign. Ooh, oh, yeah. Which one? Yes, infinitely. Episode 14 of that same season? It's called Born Under yeah. a Bad Sign. That's cool. I think I Twitter for... Twitter suggestions of the best Sam episodes. Yes. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Born under a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Episode fourteen. Uh, do you guys do you, do you each have personal favorite episodes from the whole season, all the seasons? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, what are each of your favorite episodes? Gosh, the season three finale, no rest for the wicked. Just just about killed me. And the season finale for fifth season, Swan Song, very, they're like, just 
culmination of season-long plots and for Swan Song, it was like the first five years of Supernatural, a culmination of huge storylines. And they're just killers emotionally between the brothers and their relationship. And the finale of season three has to do with a deal being made to save Sam and he couldn't end up saving him. And uh, yeah, and they're just amazing. So the end of fifth season, probably five twenty-two, and then three. Three sixteen. Short season. Three yeah, sixteen. Three that's the short season. Three sixteen. Amazing. Five twenty-two. Yeah, they're amazing. Absolutely there are clips amazing. of all these scenes on YouTube. I just looked up Supernatural season five finale, Rock of Ages scene. Yep. Oh, that, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for fun, like uh, changing channels. And the French mistake, there's just classic, classic. And oh, someone tweeted Edmund. that French mistake. Someone tweeted something about Sam and Amelia and said French mistake, haha. And I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. As an as since you're an actress, you'll find the French mistake probably even more fun to watch because it's Sam and Dean as Jared and Jensen, but not really. Hey, Ooh, Sam and cool. Dean. Sam and, Sam and Dean get transported into a world where they're actually Jared and Jensen on a show called Supernatural. But they're, they're mm-hmm. Sam and Dean who are having to pretend to be these actors, Jared and Jensen. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yes, wow. They're, they're sort of caricatures of themselves. Like they mm-hmm. didn't really want to be the real Jared and, and Jensen. I mean, apparently in that universe, they don't talk. They aren't close at all. So they, So that crew was very surprised to see them acting friendly, and then they go to Jared's house, and there's all these giant portraits of himself around, and then he's, he's of course, married to Genevieve, but they think she's Ruby, and it freaks them out, and and, and then they have to try and act, and it's the worst acting ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this show, because literally, literally anything can happen on this show. They can literally mm. do anything. Mm-hmm. There's several, and that's the kind of show that that's the kind of episode that's like an homage to the fans. There's several episodes throughout the seasons where, if you're not part of the fan base, it kind of goes over your head the point they're trying to make. So they've done a oh, lot cool. of kind of fourth wall breaking within the show. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome to have such a great relationship with your audience where you mm-hmm. connect and like that. And there's an episode, and oh, I'm bad fan, I can't remember the episode, but they go to a supernatural convention, and they don't quite realize that it's, it's one until they get there, but it's... Because in, in the supernatural universe, there was a series of books um, about written about their lives from this prophet um, named um, Chuck, or Carver Edland, and um, he didn't know he was a prophet, prophet of God, and he was writing these the actual real Winchester stories. So because of the books, they were fairly popular, and they actually had fans. And so, you know, there was an actual supernatural convention about the books on the show and everything. Wow. That is so cool that they did that, that they would do something Mm -hmm. like that, like something bold and different. Mm -hmm. And... um, Susan mentioned changing channels. That was one where um, Gabriel, the archangel, 
stuck them in TV land. So you see Sam and Dean um, in like a um, Grey's Anatomy type show. And in a Miami Japanese, kind of thing. Japanese game show, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. a sitcom. Uh, poor sit Sam. <laughs> Yeah. I really have to say it's so exciting reading scripts because you you just never you have no idea at one episode could be totally different from the last episode. It's, mm-hmm. It never gets dull. No, this is this is very much a show that will keep you on your toes, whether you're a viewer or obviously as an actor, because it goes there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, you may, your character may have, you know, died like in season two, but they'll bring you back like in season six for an episode or something. And mm-hmm. you know, that's happened with I a see lot that in the of scripts. I see that in the scripts when they'll reference the character and then in brackets they'll put what episode the character first appeared in and what season they're from. So I think, oh, oh that's cool. cool. That's, that's really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I um I did another science fiction show this year called Alpha. And yes, I I, I actually I died the on the show. I was, my character was shot in the head, and you would think getting shot in the head would probably be the end of your storyline, but no, I came back. So I like <laughs> uh, science fiction fantasy for that reason. You just never know what's going to happen next. Anything is possible in that world, and it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually wanting to ask you about your time on Alphas because your character was such an interesting character in the where you know she didn't you know use words and you know and her relationship with Gary was I just loved that whole your whole storyline. Oh, thank you so much. It, I have been so lucky like to get to play that part was so different from anything I've ever done, and it was so cool preparing for it. And my character is described as being sort of autistic. Um, and so studying uh, people with autism and watching videos of how they move and how they how they repeat motions and embodying that in the character, it was really, really wonderful to do that kind of character work and com- be completely transformed. And, um, and then to come back and also have a complete transformation when I'm, when I basically come back as Gary's hallucination, being a completely able-bodied person was also really neat. It's just so, it's just really, really cool being involved in a character arc on series. It's something that's new, relatively new to me. I've only started doing TV as an actress over the past couple of years, and it's just so, so neat to uh, watch a character evolve in real time, like not know the whole story, because I've done mostly features before, so you know the whole story of your character, you know where they start, where they're going, and where they end. But it's just so exciting to never know what your acting challenge is going to be, or where your character is going to go, and or not go, or you think it's the end, and then it's not. <laughs> I thought it was so interesting how your character on Alpha is—you know—used like hairbrushes and things to create her language, and it was just—you know—I've oh. never seen a character like that before. That's so funny because. We like needed. We knew that Anna communicated tactile with tactile in tactile ways with different kinds of sounds, and we couldn't figure out like what is the thing that she uses to make her sounds. And I was literally in the hair and makeup trailer, and the uh, hair stylist had this wonderful old wooden hairbrush, and I said, "Would you mind 
if I borrow this for the scene or show it to the director and, and see if we can use it. And she was so nice, and she said yes. She was one of the actually the assistants in the hair department, and it was a special hairbrush that her mom got her, like, at a convention in Florida or something, and we were shooting in Toronto. And the director was like, yes, that's a great idea. Let's use it. So we ended up using the brush in the scene, and uh, her, her hairbrush was confiscated from her for, like, a year until, like, the whole season was over. Uh, but she did finally get it back, but I felt so bad that I stole her hairbrush. But it's so cool, <laughs> and that's one of the really fun things when you're working on a show or a film is is all the, the discoveries that you make the day that you're shooting, and then that ends up being in the story and having an open mind and just being open and creative and, and accepting all the possibilities you know, like, I think I tweeted uh, about another episode that I was shooting that I dropped one of my props in the take accidentally, and the director afterward, I was like, oh, shoot, I ruined it. And then afterward, the director said, no, I really liked it when you when you dropped those uh, those keys, and I like that. So, so it's just fun, you know, mistakes can be the best part of it. That's uh, that's really cool how the how you use the hairbrush because yeah I, I I remember the hairbrush really really well. Oh, I'm so glad that is so cool. Um, speaking of your other roles, um, Jeannie Kennedy on Twitter wanted um, to know what it was like to dance with Dustin Hoffman. Ah, uh, um, Dustin Hoffman, it was just so. It was just, that whole experience was so wonderful. And he played my dad in Last Chance Harvey. That's the movie that she's asking about, Last Chance Harvey. Um, and the story is Harvey, played by Dustin Hoffman, is a, a jingle writer from New York who's going through a bit of a midlife crisis. And he's kind of estranged from his family. And his daughter is getting married in London. And he flies over to London for her wedding. And I play his daughter and I'm getting married. And while he's at the airport, he meets this woman that he clicks with and this uh, woman who does surveys and that's played by Emma Thompson. And the story is really about the 48 hours that they spend together getting to know each other and they end up at my wedding. Um, and we dance, my father and I, at my wedding. And he he, just one of those, we like Jared, like really warm, open, welcoming, lovely actors who makes you feel like an equal. You know, he's an icon but he makes you feel like his creative equal, like you're, you're acting partners, you're all in this together. He'd ask, he would ask for my opinion on things and um, made me feel really supportive and supported and uh, confident. He's just the greatest. It was just such a, an amazing, an amazing experience. Such a nice, sweet man. And, like, interested in everybody, like, totally not a snob. Um, would always try to find ways to chat with people who are doing background to give them a line, to bump them up and stuff like that, you know, really, really giving, generous person, so, so, so nice. Yeah. Yeah, let's get him on Supernatural. (laughs) Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be amazing to have Dustin Hoffman on Supernatural? That would be totally cool. (laughs) Um, And if there was one part of um, something about Amelia's life that you could write, what would you write for her? Like a storyline for Amelia that I would mm-hmm. want to see in the show? Yeah. Um, 
I would like to see hmm, a little more of Amelia that I like to show to the audience. I would like to see, uh, since Amelia is part of Sam's, uh, right now, his memories of the past when he wasn't fighting demons, I would like to see Amelia intersect with the supernatural world. I think that would be really cool. That would be cool. Mm. Although it might be traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if someone turns into a vampire or a demon. Yeah, nothing ever good comes out of that. That's true. So. Did you have to um, study any veterinary medicine or anything, you know, just to, like, kind of get in, as a, in touch with that for your character? Um, I Before I shot the um, the first episode, which we shot third, I I just looked up how to take a dog's pulse on YouTube just so I would have something to do with the dog. So that I felt that I knew what to do with Riot when he came along and they had uh, consultants that actual veterinary assistants on set who showed me how to use the pincers, how to hold them, how to swab, um, how to do how to do a, a plausible dog surgery like what I would be doing in the moment. So hopefully I pulled that off. <laughs> it looks very real to me. <laughs> okay. That's great. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we you didn't see um, you didn't see Riot in that scene, and we had a under the blanket. We had a a big plush doggy that I was doing surgery on. <laughs> <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of this episode. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, to just go back to other roles, um, you played uh, on Covert Affairs. You played an ex-girlfriend, former girlfriend of uh, Chris Gorham's character. Uh, Augie, who's, who's, who who plays blind on the show, and I just I just thought that was great. I was excited to hear you're going to be on Supernatural because I really like the oh. character of Natasha and Covert. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, you know what? We have to thank Chris Gorham for getting me on Twitter because he showed me what Twitter is all about. Like I never really understood the purpose, but as an actress, I really see that Twitter is a very powerful medium to connect TV audience with the cast and crew of the show. So he he was, I still consider Chris Gorham my Twitter guru. He showed me how to set up an account and what the hashtag is and how to do stuff. And so whenever I, like today I asked um, S, hashtag SPN to help me out and get me over 2,000 followers. And so I tweeted Chris Gorham because I thought he would be really proud that I have more than 2,000 followers now because he literally helped my follower list in the beginning. When I had two followers, he did a tweet asking for people to follow me to help me out because I was new to Twitter. It was so sweet of him. So I remember hopefully that. Hopefully he's proud of my... I follow him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He seems so nice. <laughs> he's my, it's my yeah, yeah he, he is really, really lovely. Yeah. And it's really cool, the director of that episode, Kate Woods, um, of the episode of uh, Covert Affairs that I did, in season one, Kate Woods is a really amazing woman. She um, is from Australia, and she directed Kate Blanchett and Hugh Jackman in some of their earliest TV roles back in Australia. And I, she did oh. everybody on the cast of Covert Affairs 
loved Kate, and I know that she's been back to direct uh, more episodes because like actors just loved her because she's a total actors director. And uh, then she also directed me in an episode of NCIS LA like, a couple months later, so that was really nice to work with Kate a couple times. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, she's really really great. Yeah, your character. Yeah, you should get her on your show. I I don't know if she's ever directed SPM. So, but if uh, or supernatural, but she's she would definitely have some cool stories about directing TV. I can imagine. Sounds like she'd be great on Supernatural. Well, definitely. I know. Yeah, she would. Yeah, I think the uh, Jensen and Jared would love working with her. Um, Julia Gypsy on Twitter wants to know if you got to work with Elijah Wood on the movie Maniac. Oh, uh, great question! I, I did. Yes, uh, I, I did. Mm-hmm. Yep, we uh, we had a, a confrontation. Uh, Elijah <laughs> Wood plays a, a, a homicidal maniac, a serial killer. So, yeah, yeah, we got to work together, and uh, let's say it wasn't the the best day for my character. Uh oh, doesn't sound good. <laughs> Uh, wanted to let you know we've had a few people we've seen um, tweeting to Creation Entertainment already saying to get you to, to, to a convention, and some people are using the hashtag SPN Girl Power Needed, which I think that is cool. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I'm so honored. That's so cool. And you know what? Speaking of girl power, um, me and two of my friends who are actresses, we made a website that is all about girl power. It's called crankytown.ca, and it's all about girls' first periods. So it's for young girls getting their first period, and it's all about what happens to your body. And we made, like, really cool videos with puppets who are telling first period stories, and it's really in a spirit of fun and humor. And we've actually had some amazing female artists contribute to the site. We have poetry about periods from the singer Feist, and we have a poem from Emma Thompson, who was in Last Chance Harvey with me, and Kathy Baker, who played my mother in Last Chance Harvey. And we're uh, releasing more first period stories told through puppets from some amazing ladies like Jessica Perry from Mad Men. We have her first period story. And Ryan from Alphas, we have a period story from him. So that's a girl's power project that is a passion project that I'm very excited about and happy to share with the Supernatural audience. Oh, that's cool. so neat. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and you can, if you're curious about Cranky Town news, you can follow us at, at Cranky Town on Twitter. We will definitely have to start following you. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Um, the episode of Covert Affairs that you did, by any chance did you meet another actress in the episode named Emmanuel Bougier? I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong. B-A-U-G-I-N-R. I don't think I did. I don't well, think I did. Played, I, um... She played the werewolf that Sam shot, girlfriend werewolf that Sam had to shot. Oh. So kind of six degrees of Sam. <laughs> you were in the same episode. That's so funny. No, I don't I don't think I met her. My storyline was pretty much exclusively with um Augie. Mhm. But actually you know who you know Julian Richings who plays Death on Supernatural? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been in a couple of projects with him, but never in the same scene as him. Like, um, I was in uh, a short film called uh, The Canadian Shield with him and a feature called You Might As Well Live. And 
another short film called Up in Cottage Country. We both work with the same director, Simon Ennis, quite a bit, but we've never actually had a scene together. And Kathleen Monroe, also, um, from Alphas, is going to be play the character on Supernatural. She's been on the she's been on the show before. Um she was in season uh three's I believe it was. Um that was oh, I can't the the kids are all right. That was season okay. three, right? Um with the uh I can't think of the name of the, the demons, but her her kid, um she's the one who had to drown her daughter because she was a demon and she came back. Remember her? Benny and yes. Susan? Yeah. Yeah, that was her. Mm-hmm. Your knowledge is so amazing. You guys are like encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't re- even remember the name of the monster thingies in that episode. I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I always thought she, her character was interesting because she was the one character in an episode that had monster problems going on but never met Sam and Dean. She never got oh. her problems at all. So, oh, interesting. Was, yeah. And um so I'll be it'll be neat to see her back on the show. Playing mm-hmm. a different character I'm sure. Mhm. Do you have any questions for us as a, you know, newcomer into the supernatural world or anything? Oh, well you have all been so informative, I have to say. <laughs> I feel that a lot of <laughs> Questions have been answered, um, and uh, I know a little too much about Sam Winchester, maybe more than I would like oh, to dear. now. <laughs> well. um, I'm going to have to tweet the link to this podcast when we're done so that everybody who missed it, is it live too? It's, or it's live, live, and then you can download it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm really but, excited. And it's archived right. through Blog Talk Radio, so years from now mm-hmm. you can go back and listen to it. <laughs> yes, you can go back to our first uh, first year podcast, um, or Winchester Radio back then. But yep, they're they're still there. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. Nothing. <laughs> Congratulations on your podcast going for so many years. That's such an accomplishment. It's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we really enjoy doing it. It's a, it's a lot of fun just to sit and talk about Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I can totally tell it comes from a, a real passion in all of you guys for this show. Yep. Well, do you guys have any more Questions for Leanne? Right. Now, for over maybe. An Sorry? No, go ahead. Maybe um, after Amelia's been in a few more episodes, if you would like, we'd yeah, love we would love to have you come back. Sure. We would love yeah, to have you come back. Yeah, then I can talk about more. Yes. We could sit and chat and talk about Supernatural some more. Yeah, that would be great. This is so fun. Yep. And have more questions, you know, we can that of things we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime I'll I'll uh, collect some more stories from set. That would be great. 
you'll have to let us know when when a good episode that you're in a lot is on, so we can get you on for that episode. Yeah. Sounds good. Great. <laughs> well, I don't see any more questions coming in on Twitter, and I've asked all mine. And we've kept you for we've kept you for over an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I mean, I've only done two episodes, and you've really barely gotten a taste of Amelia. And I'm just amazed by all of the um, all the questions that we've had already. So thank you so much to all the fans on Twitter who ask questions, and to you ladies. Uh, this has been so much fun, and I hope you've um, discovered a little bit more about Amelia without ruining okay. anything. For yes. sure. Yeah. I actually feel like the one who's learned more. I feel like the one who's gotten an education here. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've given you a bunch of fun episodes to watch, so you know when you Yeah, you've given me some homework. Okay. Have some fun. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like Next we gave time. you homework. <laughs> There's gonna be a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. We've had so much fun talking with you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much, so much uh, Becky and Susan and Vinny for this oh. for this conversation. Oh, and like I said, can't, we can't wait to have you back on the show. Yes. Great. Okay. Well, then talk to you later. Right, okay. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, ladies. Bye. 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 Oh, Leanne, it's so much fun. Oh, she was a blast. <laughs> she was so much fun. It was it was. It was like getting together like with a bunch of girlfriends and talking about, you know, your boyfriend's exes and <laughs> 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 and I never realized till we started talking about it all at once about how, how horrible Sam's girlfriends have had. <laughs> That's I thought when you guys mentioned Madison, well what happened to her? Shot her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Poor Madison, because you get so used to it after the years that you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's like daughter. Yeah, what happened to Ruby? Oh, that Dean stabbed her. Mm, stabbed her. Held her. <laughs> what happened Dean to Jessica? Well, Dean held her. I stand held her. Jessica, oh, burned on the ceiling. <laughs> Sarah's still fine though. Sarah's cool. <laughs> as far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> and there was that doctor that he slept with in season five. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, as far as we know, she's still alive. Don't jinx her, poor woman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, oops. That woman just burst into flames. Her character just burst into flames as you said that. <laughs> But she can come back someday somehow. <laughs> they all do. Even if they're dead. So true. Oh, and that was what so did you guys funny. think of the episode overall? Um, I, I thought it was so really... funny that that uh, I'm sorry, but I just thought it was so funny that Leanne thought that Jensen was just a really assertive actor. <laughs> yes. I thought that was hilarious because she doesn't have scenes with him. I thought it was hilarious because I'd be like, "Why are you even here? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even in." You're being super bossy, and you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you're not. You're not even in um, the scene. Why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> that was a bit hilarious. Like, uh, why is he 
but why does he keep telling Emma, man, where to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best story ever. I love that. <laughs> oh, God. I like her. And she did, despite our efforts, she did a great job of not spoiling anything. Yes. <laughs> she did a great job of not spoiling us. She was great. <laughs> I, I re-spoil her for the entire series. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I have this feeling that she can get you go back and Tim Michaels will say, you know, good, you did good. <laughs> you know, you didn't tell her. <laughs> answer to him. <laughs> Jim Michaels and the entire CWPR department can be very proud of her. She's still not one drop. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, but, um, the episode, though, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it because, for once, I had no idea what the monster was going to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, usually, you know, I can guess it, you know, fairly early into the episode, but, yeah, I had no idea. I think they did a, a good job with coming up with something fresh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I thought... Um, Jensen, I thought, did a great job with directing and because there were some brand-new angles, you know, that we hadn't seen. Like, I specifically, um, I don't know if it was a coffee shop or what, where Sam and Dean were sitting there and the camera was, like, right up against Dean's face and Sam's beside him. Mm-hmm. I did I like that because you can you yeah, really got a sense beautiful. of... Yeah, it felt really tight and co- almost... You could feel the tension between the two of them because you're so mm-hmm. close to it. So it was a really, really, really well really done shot. Mm-hmm. It's a very kind of Kim Manners thing to do, so you can definitely mm-hmm. see. I agree. Jensen channeling he did put his own kind of He did kind of put his own mm-hmm. fingerprint on it, and I, I do have yeah. to give him give him credit for that, definitely. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed um, Papa Ackles in this, Alan Ackles, Jensen. Yeah. That was a lot yeah. of fun to see them act against each other um, again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The only other, you know, I'd seen him in Devour, but mm-hmm. um, in Devour he was kind of like a drunk, you know, crazy dad kind of character. But in this episode, I loved him as a cop. I thought he was great. And I was like, I would like to have you on the show more. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I really liked- he, he took no nonsense from Dean, boy. <laughs> it was pretty feisty back. So. And... Um, Mama Ackles, um, Donna, she's in the episode, too. Um, somebody tweeted to Jim Michaels and Kevin Parks, asked if this was her, and they, they um, confirmed that it was her. The camera went in the police station in the same scenes with um, Alan Ackles. The camera pans by, and you can see a lady wearing a, a shirt that's pink on top and blue, like halfway um, black halfway down, and she's sitting at, like, a little desk. Um, that's Jensen's mom. Ah, I have to go back and look. Very cool. His dad, from being in other acting roles, I know what his I know what his father looks like. I have no idea what his mother looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyra Zagorski, who played Randa, she's on Twitter. She's really fun. If you're not following her, you're about to be following her. She's really fun to follow, but. Um, she was also um, Zombie Baby's mom on Divine, in Divine Materials. I saw that in her credits. 
I thought yeah, I, I thought, that, I thought that, was that was super cool. Because I was like, she looks super familiar. Who is yeah. she? <laughs> so I was like, hey, that's cool. Don't be baby mama. I'm going aw, because I'm looking at Leanne's tweet to us saying thank you. Thank you, Aww. Leanne. So sweet. <laughs> And, and yes, those creation entertainment tweets to get Leanne to a convention are moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> and I really would like to see her at a convention. One, she's a lot of fun. But yes, we usually get one female at a convention, if that. And so we need a little mm-hmm. more balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to Chicago next just, weekend, and I'm going to get Emily, Emily Perkins, Becky. Be yeah, oh, that's right. I'm so excited you're getting her. You'll have to let us know how that goes because it's her first convention, I believe. Oh, so I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear. I see the geek in the background asking her about what it was like to be on Stephen King's It, and she's like, "That was forever ago. I don't care. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Tell yeah, me all about Seth Green." <laughs> I love to talk to her about X Files because she played triplets on an episode of X Files. So I would love oh, to talk really? to her about that. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. Um, they're right. I think of her. I think of a very funny story. The same episode, Supernatural Conventions, and she said she was filming the scene and she was standing with Jared and maybe Jensen as well. And the director was way up at the front of this. It was the like big convention audience crowd scene, and he and he called her Emily. Stand up for your scene, and she said, "I am standing up." Oh, <laughs> it was of course. She must be very petite, and of course, and Jared's very tall. But and I thought it was kind of funny. Emily, stand up, and she's like, "I am standing up." <laughs> Such a funny story. Uh, on a be- personal level, I really liked how much sports was involved in this episode. I like oh. that it was, you know, oh. just the sports of the years. And, it ended, and, you know, his last incarnation being um, a quarterback, I that was tons of fun for me, <laughs> especially being that it's football season. Good timing. Yes. And I liked his name, Brick Holmes. I thought that was a really cool yeah. name. Yeah. Yep, that's a very football name for sure. Football or football oh, soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Very soap opera. You're right. It is Brick. <laughs> Um, say? Um, I the scene um, that at the very end with Amelia and Sam's very anxious and looking all over for her and following the dog. Can you can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, it was a funny noise. Um, and he's very anxious and he's looking for the dog. And, and you know his mind is going, you know, a, a mile a minute thinking something terrible has happened to Amelia. Something's kidnapped her. There's been a monster. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And it just turns – and never – it's very sad that at no moment did his mind go to the place where it might be something nice. It might be a surprise for him. And then he's so freaked out and worried and scared, and then he comes around and, and the dog leads him to her, and it's his birthday, and he didn't even remember 
obviously, and they had cake, and it was so it was so nice, and it just made me sad that they were <laughs> thinking poor Sam <laughs> never probably is that his first birthday cake? We were thinking that was his first cake. I'm wondering if maybe it was because you know he was six. You know, if Mary had been around, of course he would have had he would have had birthdays. But you know, she died when he was six months old. I wonder if he ever actually got a real birthday cake. I refuse to believe that Jessica never got him a birthday cake. I refuse to believe that. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. If anybody did, it would be her, for sure. Yeah. There is obviously going to be a difference between having a relationship when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21 versus 29, 30, unless you've been with that same person for the entire 10 years. So I mm-hmm. get that kind of difference for him, but, um, yeah, I don't see mm-hmm. I don't see Jess ignoring his birthday for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. He's had a real birthday of of yeah, any kind of celebration. celebration. Yeah, for me it was less that he'd never had it, just that it had been so long. Mm. Does anyone care and that it was his birthday? I love Leanne's story about how um, Jensen was telling her how Dean and Sam celebrate the birthdays. Because you know that's something yes. we've never actually seen on on the show. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. You know. Yep. You, know, you know, Justin and Jared have this idea of how, you know, Dean and Sam would celebrate the birthdays with just, you know, clanking bottles in a bar. I, I really like that. Yeah. I like that they've thought about it and that he, he told her the story. Very cool. So... Next week we're not going to have a podcast. No, we will not be. Uh, Susan will be at Chicago Con. I'll be going. Having oh, fun jealous. without us. Having yeah. fun without us. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but not that yes, sorry. I, I, know, I know you're so heartbroken <laughs> for us. I know. <laughs> um, I will be doing my best to tweet pictures and comments as I can. I am... Uh, very, very happy and lucky to to have a front row seat. And um, Ooh. Um, yes, and I uh, also, of course, will be at the breakfast and that sort of thing. So I will do my best to tweet pictures and and because uh, <laughs> so there's nobody in front of me for the pictures, which is really nice. <laughs> and um, of course, breakfast. I I think I must have been one of the first few people to say that. Jared had announced that he was having a baby boy. Well, Jen was having a baby, but it was a boy. <laughs> so that was kind of fun, but I will I will do my best to keep everybody updated on the convention. It is going to be fun. We have lots of fun guests. Uh, Emily Perkins, we mentioned, is coming for the first time. Of course, Jared Jensen, Misha, um, James Patrick Stewart, one of our former podcast guests. I'm really looking forward to that. Matt and Richard are doing karaoke, disco, Halloween party theme. I don't have a clue what to wear, it sounds. I was about to ask (laughs) if you had a a costume in mind. I have some stuff, yes, I do. And um, 
So we're looking forward to that. Who, who else is coming? Should just look it up. But it's a bunch of. Isn't this James Patrick Stewart's first North American convention? I think so. Yes. So you're getting some really great new guests. That's very awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him because, as we know, he's a he's a great storyteller. So it's going to be a, a very fun. Very fun guest. He, yeah, he was a fun podcast guest. Looking for our convention page so I can actually stay actually on there. Schedule is most sort of up. Oh, Jim Beaver. Oh, my gosh. I forget Jim. He's yeah. coming. Bobby. And, yep, and <laughs> Rob Benedict, Kim Rose, Rachel Miner. Um, you have some good female guests. Yes, and I've never seen Kim. Uh, or Rachel and DJ, DJ Paul. Oh, wow. I'm so, if I wasn't jealous before, I'm extremely jealous now. <laughs> he's got so many great guests. I'm so jealous. And we haven't seen him for a while, but he's always so fun. Gabe, Gabe Tigerman is coming. So. Oh, he's so cute. Uh, isn't he adorable? <laughs> he is. He's just the cutest little thing. So true. <laughs> He's the reason I watch Dexter. Gabriel Tigerman's the reason I watch Dexter because at all the oh. conventions, whenever you know, whenever anybody asks him if he has a fanboy moment, he always talks about how he loves Dexter and he saw um, Michael Hall at a restaurant and he was too nervous to go and talk to him. <laughs> I was like, well, it's, it's, he, he keeps talking about how great it is. I have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since it's Halloween or almost Halloween for the convention, uh, Random Act is going to have, I don't know if they have a table or at least they have—they will have a space. Um, it's called Tricks for Treats, and it is, October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and they are collecting items to give to Connection for Abused Women and Their Children's Shelter. So um, if you're coming to the convention and you can, they have a list of things on the creation site under that Chicago convention. Um, if you bring the items, you can exchange it at the Random Acts table for a Halloween treat. And it's uh, things like uh, journals, family-sized toiletries, detergent, diapers, art supplies, cleaning supplies, uh, lotions and shampoos, new underwear and socks, grocery store gift cards, though... If you are if you're coming from someplace else, make sure you check and make sure the grocery store is in Chicago if you got one. Uh, towels and washcloths, new backpacks and school supplies, new cell phones and art supplies. So yeah, very very cool, very nice. And you know, you do something do something good, a random act of kindness, and um, and you get a treat. Maybe maybe it'll be candy. You never know with the random acts, folks. <laughs> they do good work. Very true. They're 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 a quirky bunch, <laughs> considering <laughs> their their leader, Misha. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, any other news in supernatural world? I guess ratings were what about the same? The same pretty good. Ratings, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're steady. With last week, which is huge, since last week's ratings were so good. Mm-hmm. And Ty Olson, 
our you know, our new favorite vampire, Benny, was on this week's Arrow episode. So it was kind of cool, you know, having him on before mm-hmm. the epi- before the episode of Supernatural. Yes, yes, he's a lot of fun. I see he's just signed up for a couple conventions. I hope he comes to Chicago next year because he seems like he would be a fun guest. I'm really enjoying him. Oh, I hope we get to get him on the podcast sometime. I'd love to talk with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Bob Singer, everybody keeps telling us Bob Singer wants on the podcast. Well, come on, Bob. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're waiting um, for you. Don't wait for us. <laughs> I know. Uncle Bob, <laughs> they call him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if you're, if you're listening or... Jim, Michael, is anybody listening that you can put in a put in a good word for us with Bob Singer? And apparently he wants to come, so please feel feel free, he, feel welcome. We would love to have you on. He's seriously like one of my you know dream guests to have on the show. So mm-hmm. absolutely, he's, he's what I would call the founding father of Supernatural. I mean, he was there at the beginning with Eric Kripke all right, the way. Right. So totally talk about the best mm-hmm. brain to pick about all this. Mhm. I know. And again, great storyteller. You know, seen him on the Paley Paley Fest things and his interviews, and um, great storyteller. So. <laughs> Poor Creation Entertainment. They're going to check their Twitter and go. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and also. Everybody, don't forget, you can also email them. Um, you don't, mm-hmm. don't have to just tweet them. You can also email creation and let them mm-hmm. know about um, guests that you're interested in seeing and for even mm-hmm. specific conventions. They they pay attention. Mm. When I... Oops, sorry. Ah, oh, I was gonna say I can't think of anything else. Any other news this week? Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say if I see uh, Gary or Adam or both of them next weekend at the Chicago Con, I will tell them in person to invite Leanne. Yeah, good. There you go. Yes, and um, apparently she also wants to go to Rome. So I know it's um, about three in the morning over there, but if anybody's listening <laughs> in Rome. At the Justin Bellow convention, Leanne would like to come. <laughs> so, Leanne Bellow. So, please invite her. <laughs> Daniela, Daniela, who does that convention, she's on Facebook and Twitter, so we'll have to let mm-hmm. her know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she was a fun guest here, so won't be sorry if you invite her to a convention. She'll be a great guest. Anything else about the episode? It was a pretty straightforward uh, monster of the week. I think we just got a we got a little bit of Amelia, and then we got a little bit of Sam and Dean talking about how Sam says, um, "I'm I'm done. You know, this is it. I'm over. I'm off to college." Apparently, again. I do have to say, I'm really impressed with the fact that this season there's not there hasn't been really tiptoeing around each other about things. You know. Sam is saying mm-hmm. exactly what he feels at that moment as far as his intentions to quit. And Dean isn't being quiet about how hurt and upset he is about mm-hmm. 
Sam's lack of involvement in the life for the past year. Mm-hmm. So I do, yep. I do like that. You know, it's it shows a bit of maturity for them, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it hasn't interfered with them dealing with Kevin or the cases they've come across. They're still doing their time on those and handling them, but they still are very aware there's a whole other thing happening as well. I did love the special effects with um, Randa with her red eyes and, you know, when mm. she was dead with all the red radiating out of her and everything. I thought that was just gorgeous. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. So nice so to visual- have baby back. Yes. <laughs> then going back to Jensen being a director, there was one mm-hmm. shot... I thought where um, it sh- you know showed the Impala symbol and the um, he- the one of the headlights as the camera came around. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that was Jen- Jensen showing his love for the Impala. <laughs> yep, his <laughs> only, <laughs> only baby. His only baby. Yeah, it's okay. We love her. Uh, Sam's hair continues to grow. Looking more oh. beautiful every week. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, and since this is the first episode, I was trying to think: is you know, had, was his hair shorter last week than it was this week? Because <laughs> you know, um, you know, since right. it was the first episode. Ever. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe a little. <laughs> oh, um, oh, no, oops. I was about to say something about this in the preview, like a preview clip for next week. I was going to say I'm all excited about, but I can't because it's for next week. Or I could say it with a warning. It's not that big a deal, but it excited me because um, it's Sam and Dean come up and they announce their their cover names for the week. What did they say? Because I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear them very well. What did they say? Um, this is uh, this is Mr. Rose and I'm Mr. Hudson. And, yes, which anybody who ends up would be Axel Rose and Saul Hudson, and Saul Hudson is the real name of Slash. Slash. Um, mm-hmm. The guitarist for Guns N' Roses. And he's since gone on to have his own bands and so on. But I got really excited because Gunner Forever, Guns N' Roses is my favorite band ever, ever, ever. So I was, I was wondering when they were ever going to use their names for uh, things. So if they wanted to really go for it, they would it would have been Mr. Hudson and Mr. Bailey because Axel's real name or original name was Bill Bailey. So but if they ever have a get you out with the trivia. Yep. <laughs> they got her got her forever. <laughs> if they ever say their agents Elliot and Savage or Elliot and Colin or something, I may, you know, that would be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got all excited, and I was like, I didn't hear anything else in the scene. I was like, Whoa, Rose and Hudson. <laughs> and I think I will you know, say that, though that that brings up kind of something interesting that I had noticed. I don't know. Yeah, this week that they went back to the rock star names when Frank Devereaux had specifically told them to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So all last season we had Mr. and Mr. Smith. I'm guessing right. since the, Le- the Leviathans are gone. But there's no the reason they, they had to do it was to because, you know, they were wanted. 
Plus, they were in, and they were trying to hide from the Leviathan. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I, I agree. It is, it is. You know, I'm, I'm glad, glad to have the name back, but uh, it's a little interesting there. Mm. And they were Agents Neil and Six. I was like, yes, the names are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though the though the Guns and Roses ones are it's slightly obscure because it's not it wasn't Mr. Slash and Mr. Rose, you know. It was, <laughs> you, you, you have to know Slash's real name. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> Mr. Rose and Mr. Flash. So they um, um, could have done Mr. Rose and Mr. McKagan. That would be Duff McKagan. So, but. And I think next week's episode looks really interesting how they're mm-hmm. filming it you know, with the through the kids' video cameras and yeah, mm-hmm. I I occasionally if somebody writes it well, a, a fan a third party fanfic where it's like a neighbor or some other person seeing Dean and Sam from the outside, and we've talked about it before how we're just sort of used to them, and we it was a little bit like that tonight. Oh well, you know his girlfriend, yeah, he shot her, but from from the outside looking in, if you just passing through, Sam and Dean are pretty scary guys, or they're pretty strange guys. So it will be very interesting to see basically a third-party perspective on who they are and what they what they do. So, yeah. I'm checking out Twitter, and yeah, there's a ton of tweets to creation for Leanne, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I said when they look at their Twitter, they're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, get me Leanne Balaban on the phone right now. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Any Anything else about the episode? Uh can't think of anything. I really enjoyed it, and uh, Jensen did a great job, and the little scene at the end with um, Sam and Amelia just broke my heart. And... Yes. Yeah. Great episode. Mm-hmm. And Jensen, Jensen was in, a, in this episode a lot, so I bet it was really hard to direct it. Mm-hmm. And, and he also had to direct a dog. That's mm-hmm. all this stuff, animals and kids. So he had a he had himself to deal with, Jared. <laughs> Jared um, to deal flashbacks. with. Flashbacks. Yeah, Jared on his own. <laughs> flashbacks. Um, you could really kind of see a, dog, a very so. a very specific style emerging with Jensen, where he does like he does like to use visual notations for flashbacks. We've seen before that he likes to play with color a lot for to distinguish timelines. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was kind of kind of fuzzy looking too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a very dreamlike like quality. So you definitely see mm-hmm. um, a certain style that he's very much having mm-hmm. attention for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might also have been a little bit of like Sam's memory of that time. You know, very sort of. Like very very special and um, a little bit magical to him, maybe a really special memory. So it's got that very sort of romantic and soft and 
it's kind of like maybe maybe it was meant to show where what Sam was thinking about that that particular mm-hmm. time. Um, okay. I definitely see that. <laughs> it, yeah, and you know, Dean had a Dean had a dream come true with a stripper club in this one in here, and <laughs> and their actual monster of the week <laughs> as, as an occupation. Yeah, uh, Russ, Russ's favorite part of the episode was the name of the strip club, Bunny Hole. He just loved that. <laughs> my my mother actually paused the TV and went, Bunny Hole. <laughs> Now, I'm guessing um, that was the place where Russ Hamilton took some people on the location tour and the infamous pictures of Russ Hamilton on the pole. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yes. Maybe... Well, I'm all out of things to say. Okay. Um, I am popped yep. out. Uh, yep, me too. It was, and laughed out. My gosh, we had such fun with Leanne. <laughs> Thank you again, Uh-oh. Leanne Balladin, for being our guest tonight, our, uh, your very first podcast, and um, hopefully not your last. <laughs> it was, it was like she, it felt so much like she was just one of us. So it's like she fits right in perfectly. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it was just just great. And again, no podcast next week. Um please check our website and Facebook and Twitter. Everything is Winchester Bros. The site of course is Winchesterbros dot com. Uh for scheduling about a future podcast for sure, since we're not yeah, next week and Things are a little bit up and down for the next couple of weeks, but we'll definitely keep you informed. Um, thank you so much for listening to us uh, live. If you did so, you can go back and uh, download and listen to this podcast and any others by going to blogtalkradio.com, searching for Media Boulevard. If you want to go way back, <laughs> you can also search for Winchester Radio. They are archived there. You can click on the link Winchester Radio at our website, and it will take you right there. Um, we always uh, tweet links and put posts on our Facebook about the podcast as well, and you can download us and listen through iTunes. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, I uh, will be tweeting from the Chicago Con next week, and uh, that's it for me. Mm-hmm. Good night. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye.